As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the So Social Radio Show. I'm your host, Richard Martin, along with my amazing co-host, Sherry Martin, and we are the WCN Interactive Team, business growth, marketing, and social media strategists helping you to dream it, plan it, build it, and most importantly, successfully do it. For growth, prosperity, and success. And each Wednesday at 12 noon, right here on TalkNetworkRadio.com, we share tips and techniques to grow you and your business, plus demystify social media and marketing for you so that you can have more fun. And my favorite, more profits. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we want to welcome all of our listeners today to the So Social Radio Show. Remember, uh, you can give us a like there on Facebook, um, So Social Radio Show. There is a top pinned post there with information about today's special expert guest. And if you have any questions during the radio show, please do put those in the comments on that top pinned post. And I'm monitoring here during the show, so we'll definitely uh, do our best to get to those questions. Also, if you um, are going to have to leave anytime during the show and you need to make sure you don't miss anything, you can download our free app, which is on either iPhone or your Android, the Talk Network Radio app, and take us on the go. Absolutely so. Well, let's get on and talk to us about some of our sponsors uh, that are helping us be here I today. I would say this is why we're here. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I want to start off with Toastmasters, a world leader in communications and leadership development. Find out how you can improve your speaking and leadership skills. Visit ToastmastersD84.org. 
Also, Constant Contact. Want to give a shout out to them. They're an award-winning company empowering small businesses and nonprofits to grow and succeed through email marketing. You can be a marketer with one toolkit, one login. You can actually get a 60-day free trial and try them out. Start growing that marketing list. Go to bit.ly slash WCN free CTCT. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash W-C-N F-R-E-E-C-T-C-T. And Everything Brevard, a Brevard County, Florida community website, keeping you up to date with everything that's happening in Brevard and get your business listing on everythingbrevard.com. Also, a shout out to our newest partner, which is the Business Acceleration Summit. And Shannon Gronich and her husband Ari are the founders of the Business Acceleration Summit. And I know those of our listeners um, got a lot of great feedback from us when we were there a few weeks ago uh, as a partner. They uh, have their next one coming up in September here in the Melbourne area at the Hilton Rialto. Go to businessaccelerationsummit.com to get all that information and to actually get registered. They have some special prices going on right now. And they're, uh, again, the next one is September 28, 29, and 30th here this year. Absolutely. So thank you. And to all of our partners and sponsors, we so appreciate you. And thank you for allowing us to be here because we get to have special people like we have today <laughs> that we get to hey, talk to. We have to, an awesome guest today. We really do. In fact, our guest today says every next level of your life demands a different you. If you're ready to break through habits and hangups that hold you back from your next level and the results you are seeking, then you are where you need to be. Our conversation today with our guest is all about Connectology. He will be sharing how to arm yourself with the skills, behaviors, resources, and mindset to create better and more powerful connections personally and professionally. And to get started on that conversation, I want to first introduce you to Bob Danielle. He is a very good friend of ours. Uh, he's coached us. He's mentored us. <laughs> We've masterminded with him and his uh, amazing friends there out in Newport Beach, California. He's the founder of Everything Next Level, a personal and professional development company committed to the increase of companies, teams, and individuals. In the growing world of personal development and strategic coaching, few people are as well-respected and adored as Bob Danielle. Combining a heart-centered authenticity with winning strategies for business and life, Bob has separated himself as a true leader in the industry. Having cultivated an entrepreneurial spirit at an early age, he started his first nonprofit organization at 19, focused on helping at-risk families in crisis. From there, Bob made an impact in the world of sales and a management and management until he decided to devote the entirety of his life to helping others in transformation. That road, however, wasn't arrived at easily. From growing up in poverty to never knowing his father from the untimely loss of his mother during his teen years to tragically losing his three-year-old daughter in a freakish car accident, Bob decided that life is too short to continue struggling. He has since devoted his life and business to helping others design their life by getting the results they've been wanting to see. Now as a human behaviorist, Bob continues to work with entrepreneurs, sales professionals, celebrities, 
professional athletes, as well as any who desires to take their life and business to the next level. He focuses on aligning your behavior with your desired results in order to help you achieve outrageous results in every area of your life. Simply put, Bob Danielle gets results. If you're looking to take your life or business to the next level, there's no better time than the present to start getting results that speak for themselves. Wow. Welcome, Bob, to the So Social Radio Show. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on the call with you guys. And uh, you know what a, what a, a, an affection I have for you guys. I just uh-huh. absolutely guys and I'm, I'm grateful for this uh, this time together well thank you so much we do miss you <laughs> we, we're, we need to get it back on our to-do list to get back out to join you and yeah, some we need of your... a, we need another left next level experience here <laughs> yes shortly. we do ah, yes we, we do definitely um, love it. absolutely love you too and uh you know more importantly you know what you do for people and and I just I just remember the the first time we got together with you out there at your bungalow I'm going to call it <laughs> on the, on the, on the beach there it was it was just an amazing experience with the other people that were in the room with us and and how you got us all connecting so so openly and so freely and so honestly and and in such a non threatening environment I, I don't know how you do that but I would certainly like to know. <laughs> Well, thank you. I mean, I, you know, one, it's a testament to, to the people in the room as well. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you guys fit really well into uh, the type of people that I attract and, um, and I'm attracted to. So I think, uh, one, it has to do with the people in the room. Um, and then secondly, some of the things with Connectology that, that I teach that you guys have gone through that, uh, that help facilitate that or at least uh, provide a catalyst, to be a catalyst for that. Now you, you mentioned a word there, connectology. What is connectology? Yeah, connectology is a process that, uh, that I um, developed over many, many years. I mean, I was, I was uh, growing up, I moved around a lot. I went to six different high schools. I went to almost 20 different elementary and junior high schools. And, um, and in, in the course of that, I had to really develop a process by which I could create a great rapport with the right people and disassociate with the wrong people because walking into class always being the new kid uh, there was there was a lot of stigma with that but there was also a lot of challenge with that so I created this process that worked for me and then I started to, you know thinking about it from a standpoint of how could it work for business owners entrepreneurs how could it work for salespeople how could it work for just everyday people so the connectology um, course and the book and the one day and all that, has really developed over and metamorphosed over many, many years, but it's always based on one thing. The tagline is networking's for amateurs, connecting's for professionals. Ooh, How I, do you I love that. that. Oh, wow. That is awesome statement. Somebody write that down. <laughs> well, say that one I, more time so our listeners can get that down on their pen and paper there. Networking is for amateurs. Connecting is for professionals. And, and the, the principle is this, that, you know, people are starving to be connected with. They're not starving for your business card or for you to vomit on them everything that you know. <laughs> mm, well said. So Connectologies, you know, created a one-day course. It's created a book. It's created a, a video series. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's brought to people in multi, you know, diff- different uh, div- dimensions so that uh, people can receive it however they want to use it. Mm-hmm. Now, was this developed 
from personal experience or, or was this just something you worked on over a period of time and e- eventually evolved into the course, the book, and everything else that goes with it? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I've, I've been using the principles basically my whole entire life. Um, I fine-tuned them and, and brought them together, and, um, you know, I'm constantly educating myself about um, human behavior, so how do, how do people like to be responded to, connected with, things like that. And uh, so over the course of many years, it's evolved and just become um, one, of the, one of the four uh, pillar programs of Everything Next Level. And it is a very powerful experience. I can contest to that. I know myself, it really took me out of my comfort zone. And I've always felt that I was a very good connector, networker. However, some of the things that came up for me when we had to go out and meet people we didn't even know out in a public place, that was scary. Yeah, it's, you know, it's designed to, to break people free from where they think. And, you know, I've had some of the best, I mean, I've had some of the highest ranking salespeople in the country go through the program and who thought they were perfectly adept at meeting people and connecting with people and only to find where they were falling short. And so the nice thing is, is once you realize where you're falling short, you can do something about it. As long as you believe that you're not falling short, you probably won't do much about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, that, that's another one of your deep subjects there. If you, if you don't realize that you're not, then you're not going to be. One of the lessons that I took away from that and I've used in my teachings now is, you know, really understanding and experiencing what true connection is. Um, I took that to a different level in social media saying, you know, basically connecting is what uh, gives you those possibilities, you know, provides those possibilities. But when you actually communicate, that's when you really open up your opportunities. And that's what I experienced from going through your technology connectology program there. <laughs> That's a mouthful too. So, but no, it's, it's, and we've told, we, we share that with so many of our clients and our, and when we're teaching workshops, we always share just a, our experiences of, you know, really stepping out of that comfort zone and understanding why it's so important to truly connect. Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you also have your, you know, when you, your next level. You know, we talked a lot about that when I was introducing you. You know, what does that term next level refer to? Well, you know, I love that question because it, it's really, um, it's a question that has to be answered by the person asking it. So um, for, for next level, uh, everyone assumes it has to do with, you know, finances. What it really has to do with your next level of your health, the next level of your relationship, next level of your finances, your business, your spiritual connection, your, even your ability to contribute to the world as, at, at large. And one of, the, you know, one of the greatest things is when, when somebody says, what's, what's the next level? I say, I don't know. What is your next level? Mm. Tell me what your next level is. And, you know, because I have people that are, that are doing extremely well that their next level has nothing to do with about gaining money, gaining fame, gaining a house, anything else. It's, you know, one, one, several of my clients, their next level is about how do they distribute their wealth? How do they leave a legacy life? Um, how do they pass things on to such to, in such a way that it actually has an impact beyond their lifetime? And so it might be that for somebody, but for another person it might be just buying a house, or another person it might be starting a business and being in corporate America for 30 years and wanting to go out and start their own business. Another person it might be, you know, hey, I, I went through a divorce 10 years ago and I've just never been ready to date, and maybe it's that they just need to get back out there. So whatever their next level is, Everything Next Level is committed to providing the resources and tools 
uh, and strategies to help them do that. Companies, teams, and individuals to get to their next level personally and professionally. That's an interesting concept because, you know, when, when you hear the term next level, a lot, of, a lot of times we as business professionals think, oh, okay, I've got to take my business to that next level, which means more wealth, more whatever. But when you put it in that, how you just described it, I mean, it could even be somebody that just hasn't been able to get out of bed because they've been in uh, grieving or something and they just want to get to that next level to pull themselves out of bed and go visit with somebody or talk to somebody. So it's all different. It's where the person is at that time. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Well, that's 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 all. That to me is just amazing because I know myself. We tend to, I mean, just from when I was coaching with you and other coaches, I got to always focus on those income generating activities. <laughs> to get I don't know, not income generating. <laughs> no, it's right, wealth, wealth gener- generating activities. Oh, <laughs> Richard's new. Yeah, he's been coaching me on that. Stop saying income because then I start focusing on that and the money and all that. So wealth, yes, definitely, because wealth like is kind of like with the level up. It's different for everyone. What is wealth to so somebody? To right. me, it might be something different to somebody, somebody else. Somebody might be wanting money. Somebody mm-hmm. else it might be moving to that next level in business mm-hmm. or society or whatever. Yes. But, sure. Yeah. And when I talk like that, sometimes, you know, it just really hangs me up um, because I start thinking I have to go to that next level. But I loved how you just described that. Now I can really focus. This is where I am today. You know, this is where I need to get to tomorrow and then and take kind of baby steps too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and you mentioned it in, in the, uh, the, the preview that every next level demands a different use. It's one of the next level pillars. And there's only over 50 next level pillars right now. And, and you know, when you think about, well, what's my next level? And then you go, well, what's it going to require? Well, it's going to require you to be different. Um, every next level of your health is going to require you to be different. Every next level of your, your life, every next level of your business, your relationships, all of that, every next level of each of those components of your life are going to require you to be different. And um, the same you will get the same results. A different mm-hmm. you will get, tend to get different results. That's yeah, definitely. And what what do you think stands in most of our way from us going to even attempt to get to that next level? What seems to be that barrier? Well, you know, it's a great question because I I ask that question a lot of times to my audiences, and I'll say, "What do you think it is that stands between you and where you want to be?" And they always come back with the two things. One, procrastination, laziness, procrastination. Or two, they come back with fear. Mm -hmm. I had a psychiatrist who had just finished his residency. He was just doing psychiatry, and he's like, yes. And I said, so what do you think? And he goes, fear. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, so if somebody's truly fearful of something like what? And he said, well, like speaking on stage or like, um, you know, uh, starting their business or developing that new relationship. I said, okay, so that's, that's the problem? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I hate to tell you, but you spent a lot of money getting your education for, for a lot of nothing. <laughs> and, and I said, I say that with respect. You have, mm-hmm. a, you have a PhD. I don't. I said, but I'll just tell you this, that, you know, the problem isn't fear. Because here's the thing is fear and procrastination will always take a backseat to a greater sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And he said, explain. And I said, well... If, if somebody doesn't want to start a business, but if they're told that if they don't start a business in the next 30 days, and I mean cross the dots and, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, start the business in the next 30 days, a loved one will die. What do you think they'll start the business? They will. I said, what happened to fear? What happened to procrastination? What happened to laziness? 
I said, the problem is we soften everything. We romanticize everything. Well, it'll be okay. Well, I can start it next month. Well, you know, I can get out of bed tomorrow and go to the gym. We romanticize everything to the point where we take so little action that nothing gets done. What we have to do is create a greater sense of urgency, and we will eradicate fear and procrastination in those areas of our life. Oh, I, I love I love the way you said it. Folks out there, I hope you wrote that one down because that, that, that's more than a golden nugget you know, have to on, definitely, on that. that. Definitely was, go back and listen to the podcast on that because really, that is so true. And I can remember uh, when we were, you know, making our trips to Newport and masterminding and coaching with you, I can remember those exact words. And those are in my mind every time I get tired or I just don't, I, oh, I can do it tomorrow. I start thinking uh, those words exactly. Um, you know, another thing I think is if I knew my child was going to die by, at the end of the month, if I did not have $10,000 in the bank to save him, what would I do? I would definitely find a way to get that $10,000. It's that why I think is, is it, the why has to be greater than the fear. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, you know Tony Robbins talks about resources and resourcefulness and and I think it, you know, it's a great statement. That, you know, he he makes a statement that um that, you know, talking about resources and resourcefulness that uh, you know, most of us are relying on resources when it's really about our ability to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Take the take the same scenario. You're going to have to start a business in the next 30 days or you're going to lose a loved one. Absolutely, you'll start the business. You'll raise the ten thousand dollars. You'll buy. You know, you'll do whatever. Okay, now a loved one's going to die if you don't grow a third eye in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> loved ones die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because that's truly a resource issue. Mm-hmm. So all you have to say is, if a loved one was going to die, would I do it differently? What would I do differently? And if you could do anything differently then it's, you're probably making it about resources when it should be about resourcefulness. Resourcefulness. I like that. Yeah, I, I like the going bold way. Yeah. You go yeah. bold and, and figure it out as you go. Yeah. On, on. Well, I hope that all of our listeners have a, a, a huge load loads of paper and a pen because I know myself I've already been starting to write down all over my my notes here because there's so many golden nuggets that you've been sharing today Bob and we thank you for that and um, you know I just had somebody come in and so we were talking about the connectology Um, why is it it, one of the questions that they weren't you know why does it seem to be hard to connect with some people Um, or you know I think what they're trying to say is when they go to a networking event they seem to have this thing that stops. And I think the fear kind of brought, when you mentioned that might've brought that question in, but you know, why do they just don't take that next step to go talk to people and connect with them? Or is it because they don't know how to connect? Is it fear, fear that's keeping them? Well, you know, unfortunately it would be nice to say that there's a cookie cutter answer to that for every individual, but each person has a different, different excuse. I call them excuses, not reasons because um, all I would have to do is flip a switch. All I have to do is say that every person, there's somebody in that room that has a sign hung around their neck underneath their shirt that says, if I'm not made to feel important at this event, I'm going to go home and take my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a single person that wouldn't talk to every person in the room and not only talk to them but try and make every person feel important if they understood and believed that. But it's because they're making the, the experience about themselves. How am I going to feel? Am I going to feel uncomfortable? Does that person look intimidating? Does that person look, uh, you know, like they're, they're approachable? Um, we tend to make it about ourselves versus someone else. 
if you're ever apprehensive about connecting with another person or ever apprehensive about walking on stage, it's because you're truly making the experience about yourself. What am I going to get? What if I say something wrong? What if, what if I, they don't like me? We're making the experience about ourselves. Anytime we change that, we, we start to feel apprehensive or uncomfortable, all we have to do is flip the switch. What if that person is the person that actually needs to look into my eyes and for me to look in their eyes and tell them that I see them? And if we change that perspective, not only in business, but if we change that in, in, in life, we will change the world. I can't tell you how many times I've looked in the eyes of another person and said, I see you. I see you. And had them just melt. Because it's so long that people have actually looked in their eyes and just said, I get it. I see you. I was speaking at an, an audience the other day, and, and I, I was standing there, and I just looked... I looked out in the audience and I said, you know, um, I see you. And I looked around the room. I said, I see you and I see you. And, and I get it. I get it. You're sitting here with all the wounds, all the things that have been said to you over the course of many years, the, the abuse, um, the being taken advantage of, everything. I see it. And, and I just want to give you a gift right now if you'll receive it. And, and many of them were already crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just want to give you this gift. Will you receive this gift? And they said yes. And I said, here's the gift. On be- behalf of that person that took advantage of you, that hurt you, that molested you, that abused you physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, on behalf of that person, do you have that picture, that person's picture in your mind? I said, on behalf of that person, would you allow me to apologize? Because you may never hear it from them, but if you'll receive it from me, you will be free to move forward. And I had probably half the people in the room were bawling. And it was a great experience. And a lot of times, that's what really people are missing. They're just looking for somebody that actually sees them as a human being, not as somebody that's going to buy their program, somebody that's going to you know, invest in their company, do business with them. They're looking for connection. I say this all the time. People are starving to death for connection. They are craving it and starving to death. I've never met a person starving to death because they don't know about your business or because they don't know about your business card or because they don't know your story. That is so powerful and heavy that we just (laughs) said because I felt it myself knowing that we have been the recipient of being in an audience when we first met you and felt that connection that you had with the audience, both the first time we met you. And then when you, we had you come and speak at one of our programs here. I mean, I know how you touch the audience and how that you are there for them. You're not there for you. And I've always felt that every time we've talked or met in person. Thank you. So I'm, I am, <laughs> I got all these gooseys right now and I, and I actually had almost felt like crying myself right now. It's just, that was so, so special because we do tend to get in our own way mm-hmm. and it keeps us from bringing joy to others. I mean, if, I, I think I learned this from you that if you could just smile at someone that you, when you meet somebody for the first time and just smile at them, that that person may have had. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not such a good day. They may be at that point that they're just ready to end it all, but if you smiled at them and that made them just feel good, it could have changed their direction. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. So why don't people make as many connections as they should then? I mean, you know. Either, like I said, they've either made it about themselves. Okay. Um, so that stops them because they're like, well, you know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't, uh, I don't identify with that person. Uh, I don't want to say something stupid. I don't think that person's going to like me. So it's all about them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, most, or, oh, what's that? I say most of us go up and ask people, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah, what well, is, yeah. One of the, one of the connectology pr- pillars, as you know, is the one of the pillars is that the quality of your connections will always be determined by the quality of questions you ask. Stop mm-hmm. asking the wrong question. The wrong question is, "What do you do?" That tells you nothing about them and only about what they do. Learn to ask better questions. So, in connectology, we put people through the paces of how do you develop better questions, but also how do you ask better questions is determined by what's your outcome. So I have a criteria for what I want in a client, what I want in a strategic partner, and what I want in a friend. Those three things are the most primary things for me in my life. So if I look at that criteria, I have six criteria, and these are all non-negotiable. They're not negotiable. (laughs) They're Mm non-negotiable, which means if you don't have all six, it's not a fit. These are non-negotiable items. This criteria is not an avatar. Marketers use avatars. I'm talking about criteria. I'm talking about behaviors and characteristics. So give you a perfect example. One of the things for a, um, and I teach this to direct sales organizations, I teach it all, all around the world right now, um, is how do you develop a criteria to get those right people in your life in any category? And it's by developing the criteria before you need it. So I have a criteria. One of the criteria is open-minded. So if I know that every person that I want in my life needs to be open-minded, then I need to be able to ask questions when I meet people that help me identify whether they're open-minded or not. If I do that when I walk into a networking room and I'm looking for a strategic partner or I'm looking for a friend or I'm looking for a, a, a client, then all I have to do is develop a great list of couple of questions that help me identify that. So one of the questions I might ask if I'm trying to find out, I just meet you at a networking um, uh, event, uh, Richard, and I, I just meet you, and one of the things that I want to do is I want to I stop the question from going down the path that leads to nowhere, and that is, what do you do? 
it's a very self-serving question first. It's very, it's very designed to, you tell me what you do so I can see if it serves me, or you tell me what you can do so, it see, so I can see if I can serve you, which then turns around and serves me. The bottom line is if you ask a better question, you get what? A better, a better answer. If you ask a shallow question, shallow question, you get a shallow answer. I believe that people are striving and starving for meaningful conversation. So what I'll do is I'll walk up to somebody or as they walk up to me, I'll say, hey, wait, wait, before we go down the path of, you know, asking the same old question, do you mind if I ask you a better question? Because I really care about who you are, not what you do. I've never had somebody stop me and say, no, I want to be asked the same question everybody else asks. <laughs> Ever. So here's the question. If I wanted to know if somebody was open-minded, I might say, hey, when was the last time you did something for the very first time? And I'll phrase it just like that, and I'll listen. How they respond is going to be very indicative to me. I asked this the other day, and the lady says, I came to this event. I've never been to an event like this. Oh, my gosh, this is the first time. I, I talked to somebody else the other day. They said, I went to a soccer match. I've never been involved in soccer. never liked soccer. I just, but I went to a soccer match. It was a great experience. Or they'll answer something like this. Well, I'm a creature of habit. I kind of tend to do the things that I like to do, and I don't really do other things. So I'd have to think about that a while. It's a good indicator. It doesn't mean they're not open-minded, but it's a good indicator that that, problem, that person is probably not as open-minded as I want them to be. So I don't set an appointment with that person. I'm going to ask a couple of more questions and help identify. Maybe they match one of my other characteristics. Maybe they are more, are more open-minded in different environments. So I'm going to ask more questions, but it's, it's self-identifying to me whether they fit in the tribe or not. Once I can do that, once I've developed the criteria, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an art form to create a great criteria, then it's an art form to create masterful connection and questions. But once I've done that, then and only then would I set an appointment for coffee. I also preface everything if I'm in a networking event under Connectology Pillar. I immediately tell people, hey, look, you know, this is not the place for the movie. This is the place for the preview. <laughs> so um, what I want to do is I want to spend a couple of minutes and – and, and, and then I want to let you get on your way because if it's a meaningful conversation, I think it deserves more than this. So can we set up some time to meet later in the week? Wow. That was excellent. You, you were talking about conversations for the first time. I remember the first time I met Sherry. Mm. <laughs> do, you want me, do you want me to tell the story? <laughs> she was in a phone booth at a, at a little hangout that we, we, we both frequented. And I walked up to the phone booth. And I, what is that? <laughs> that, that? That's dating a lot of stuff there, yes. And I walked up the phone booth and I kind of leaned up against it facing her as, as she's hanging up from the talking to her kids. And I said, well, if you want out of the phone booth, you got to have a dance with me. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I'm not a dancer, but he is because that's what I used to watch when we would go there. We'd watch him dance. But yeah, there's oh, just awesome. just fun, some fun stuff there. But um, and I remember the very first time that we actually heard you. Um, at, uh, it was over in St. Pete at one of uh, Sandra, yeah. Sandra D. Yes, Robinson's event, yeah. her event, the Charisma on Camera. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember you singled out Richard. And I, if I remember correctly, the question was, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and who would you take with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, when he responded and everything, and it just really developed, you guys just started to have that conversation. But I remember the trick question you asked him after you had that little conversation. And, of course, this is in front of the whole room. But he goes, so how long have you and your wife been married? <laughs> he couldn't answer that one. <laughs> Right. I don't. Right. I don't think in that line. <laughs> Put him on the spot there, but no. But it was just so genuine, um, and 
you did that to everyone you met that weekend, and I and I watched. We watched. And, and that leads to next one of the next level pillars for, for Connectology as well, and that is that a good question begets a better question. So if you want depth, you're going to have to start somewhere. If you're ever getting shut down or somebody's holding a fence, you know, holding a fence up, <laughs> um, it's because you're asking a, a question that you don't have the relationship currency to ask. It would be the equivalent of me walking up to a stranger in a room and walking up to a, a beautiful lady and saying, hello, would you like to have sex? I'm probably <laughs> going to get slapped. At the very least, I'm going to get shunned. You're, uh, lucky, you're lucky you asked for the dance, Richard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if, uh, but if, if a husband and wife, if one of them asks that, it's a different question because the relationship currency is different. So if I walked up to somebody and says, so how long have you been married? It would be kind of off-put. It would be mm-hmm would be a little bit awkward, uh, awkward about that. But if I asked you, so who would you take with you, and you said, my wife, for me then to say, how long have you been married, is perfectly within line. It's in sequence. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, most times, people are asking questions that are out of sequence, and they don't understand that they're asking questions that they don't have the relationship currency for. And if you're a salesperson, in, which we all are, and you're asking people to make a decision and they're saying no, more often than not, it's because, one, you, you don't have the relationship currency for the question you're asking, and the answer will always be no. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just, to me, I'm, I'm hearing that, and, and it's, a, it's a step that I teach in social media marketing. You have to build that no like, and trust even on your social sites because you're, a lot of these individuals you're not meeting face-to-face. That's why you don't want to sell. To, they're not selling tools. They're relationship marketing tools. You really want to build that relationship and the credibility and the influence so that you do have that, as you call it, the relationship currency so that then you can take it to that next step. Right. Very, very good. Very well said. I, you know, and, and all of this, I, I you know, I've in, this has all been ingrained in me, but I realize we get out of habit, you know, if it's not being... Um, if we don't listen to this or if we're not mentoring or coaching with people, how can people get in touch with you, Bob, if they want to learn how they too um, can learn more about connecting? Yeah, they can go to everythingnextlevel.com is the website. Um, they can shoot an email to um, bob at everythingnextlevel.com or they can call 949 and uh, we can set up a, I'll be more than happy to offer a free 20-minute uh, strategy session with anyone that just wants to pick my brain for, for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and I promise I'll give you some, some great value. Fantastic. And I, for our listeners, I'll make sure that this gets up on our uh, So Social Radio Show Facebook page. I'll add it to our so social radio show.com page that has a lot of information there about our guest um, and much more information about him than even I shared be- at the beginning of the show today. But I'll put all this information up there. Um, I also have up there how you can connect with him on LinkedIn, his Facebook business page, as well as Twitter. Um, definitely have a conversation with Bob. He he hangs with the right people, people. <laughs> you, you do. We've had uh, the honor of, you know, really experiencing uh, the people that you hang with, your influence, and your influential mm-hmm. friends. You. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very blessed. I have some great friends like you guys, and I'm, uh, I consider myself very blessed that, uh, that I do have a great association with some great people. And you certainly, certainly do. So l- let's get back uh, on this failure thing. Um, 
you you would you had mentioned that you know there there's failure and then there's a process that that go, that's going on in the middle of that um of course we we never want to hit the uh, the f word there but you know if we're if we're sensing failure what do, what do we do how do how do we back out of it well i mean i think you know, i think first you have to understand that word failure and whether people really want to say that or not i mean i know a lot of people that refuse to say it and they call it feedback. Uh, Tony Robbins calls it feedback. Um, I'm not afraid of the word failure. I, I think that if, if I tried to do something and it didn't work, yes, I got feedback, but I got the feedback through the failure and uh, for, through not being able to do it. And I'm perfectly okay with that. It doesn't bother me a bit. If it really messes with somebody's psychology, then you know, maybe they need to create a different word. It doesn't mess with my psychology, but I think when we look at, when we look at failure, um, we have to have measurable steps. And most people don't have measurable steps so we don't see the failure coming until we've already failed. I think that's a first step. If we've gotten some measurable steps, we probably see some of the, the failure coming, and we can make some of the, some of the adjustments. But if we've set an unrealistic or un, unhealthy expectation, and one of the next-level pillars is unfulfilled expectations will always lead to anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration, and overwhelm. Unfulfilled expectations will lead to anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration, and overwhelm. The reason that's so important is because when we look at failure, when you look at anything that you're angry about or you're frustrated about or you're overwhelmed by, anytime you have one of those feelings, just look and say, what was the expectation I was expecting that did not get met? And that's a better way of looking at failure. It's the feedback that you're getting from a certain event or a certain experience. Um, how do you avoid that? I think, one, it's to realize what it is that you're really striving for is it a, a healthy expectation that you're asking for? And do you have the means to do it? For example, I, I talk about this a lot of times where people will say, Bob, I, I want a Ferrari, I want a Ferrari. Now, they're not saying Ferrari. They're saying, I want XYZ, I want XYZ. I want a Ferrari, I want a Ferrari, I want a Ferrari. But I'm only going be, be, to be willing to pay $5,000. Well, you need to either change your expectation of what you want or you're going to have to change your commitment level of what you're willing to give. And most people um, fall into that pattern where they've they're, they've got unhealthy expectations, and they've and, and so they can't they they go to the dealership they can't buy the Ferrari they get upset. Well, they need to look at their expectation. Is it measurable? What can they do to adjust the expectation or adjust their commitment level to getting the expectation? Um, and a lot of times when we set goals, we haven't done that. We haven't taken stock. We don't really know what it's going to cost. And so you guys know in Mastering Your Inner Game, the first pillar of Mastering Your Inner Game is commitment. Mm -hmm. What does commitment look like, feel like, taste like to you? And then when you have something that you don't achieve, then you say, does my commitment level look like that picture that I have of commitment? I think we showed uh, Rick and Dick Hoyt, the father and son, running across uh, the finish line and doing things like that. I had uh, the picture of Jesus Christ hanging on a cross. That was a huge thing for me. If you, my level of commitment does not match that, then chances are I'm probably not going to be able to expect the kind of results that I'm, I'm asking for. So I need to change my level of expectation or my level of input. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. But I mean, you were, I mean, to say you were spot on is is so. Uh, diminished in in the emotional uh, statement that comes that came with you on on that, but it's it's just yeah you just as uh, as I say you just got to take the leap and uh, hope your parachute 
will open, but we all know it will at some point in time. And as Steve Harvey says, if you don't take the, if you don't jump, your parachute won't open. <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah, I'm a big believer in taking the leap, but I'm also a big believer in taking and counting the cost. Yes. You know, I don't believe it's wise to go build a build an apartment building or build a house even um, without counting the cost, what it's going to take, the the workmanship, the hours, the time, the products, all. I believe in counting the cost. So. Have a healthy expectation. Know what it is. Is it healthy? Can it be achieved? And then I have, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that once you've done the homework and once you've done that, then, you, then you'd be willing to take the leap and grow the wings on the way down. But um, So I don't think you have to know, uh, you don't have to have all your talents and skills mm-hmm. before you take the leap. But, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of people who say, Bob, I'm going to take that course when I get more money. Bob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join your coaching program when I get some more money. Um, and I always say, what would, what would you tell me if I told you that um, I'm going to start going to the gym once I get a six-pack? <laughs> wow, there's a visual for you. You know, and yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing. I want a six, the six-pack before I go to the gym. <laughs> I want to have a lot of money before I start giving any way. The process of giving can start with a dollar. Mm-hmm. So. Forget the, forget the having a lot of money. When I get a lot of money, I'll give a lot of money away. Eh, that doesn't work that way, typically. You tend to start giving before you've got the money. So true. Um, before you have a lot of money. You tend to go to the gym before you have the six-pack. And so I always tell people, look, do you go to the gym to get the six-pack? Or do you, do you get the six-pack to go to the gym? Mm-hmm. Go to the gym to get the six-pack. Then join the program, join the course, take uh, Richard and Sherry's uh, membership program, and get involved in what they're teaching you about social media. Do that now, and your 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 process and your passport to uh, greater income is on the other side of that. Don't put the cart before the horse. You know, it, it, that that's so well said because it is taking action, and I know that we have taken action, and it has taken me. More so than Richard. Richard is a bigger risk taker. I really do analyze everything. I think it comes from coming from a family of numbers, <laughs> people that are in the number business, accounting. But I always um, realize taking action is what's going to help me move forward. If I don't take action and, and believe and trust, it isn't like taking every penny I have and go do it. But I know that through the years, had we not invested in the, the coaching experiences that we've had again with you and your program and, you know, and the coach that I'm working with right now is and and mentors. I'm, I'm now mentoring people because I've learned from some of the best people how to mentor uh, the importance of mentoring and giving and, you know, and, and that type of thing. So I really truly understand that philosophy. And that took a lot of growing up for me in my you know, professionally, personally professional um, life so that I could become better in my business. Sure. It hasn't always been easy. <laughs> in fact, not at all. Not easy. <laughs> Definitely not easy. You know, one of the, uh, I think this is also one of your pillars uh, in the next level, uh, you know, program is that whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable. Yeah, the law of acceptability, it's a, you know, it's a law. It just works that way. Whatever you make acceptable becomes inevitable. And, um, and most people don't even realize where they're making it acceptable. Somebody will come to me about weight loss. Somebody will come to me about poor relationships. Somebody will come to me about business acumen, what's happening in their businesses. And I'll say whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable. And they'll say, well, 
okay, it sounds good. What does that mean? I said, well, when did it become acceptable to be overweight? When did it become acceptable to have a bad business partner? When did it become acceptable to be in an abusive relationship? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they always come back with the same question, the same answer. Never. It's never been acceptable. But here's the thing. There's always a moment of acceptability. Uh, For somebody who's gaining weight and losing weight, gaining weight, and and, and they're not able to lose it, I would say the moment of acceptability, think back to the moment that you put some pants on that were a little tight, and you, do you wear them anyways, or did you take them off, put them away, and you reach for a looser pair of pants? Most people have reached for the looser pair of pants. What that tells me is that was a moment of acceptability. Because the next day, they didn't walk in reaching for a tight pair of pants again. They reached in knowing that a pair of pants that they were going to try on was going to be loose-fitting because they didn't want to be uncomfortable. So they said, well, Bob, what am I supposed to do? Wear pants that are uncomfortable? I said, absolutely. The more uncomfortable, the better. <laughs> because what's going to happen is you're going to start feeling the pain of that All day long, you'll probably make different decisions. You'll probably walk a little bit further. You'll probably take the stairs instead of the elevator. You'll probably eat less at lunch. You'll start doing the things because you feel it immediately. If you have delayed feeling, you will probably, it's called Lodi, Law of Diminishing Intent. The distance between decision and action determines the likelihood it will ever occur. What we have to do is create an immediate response. And as soon as I start to feel uncomfortable in my weight, in my, in my, I'm going to start making decisions differently. So, yes, wear the pants that are tighter. Um, you know, yes, have, be well, welcoming to conflict um, with, with someone. Some of those things, but see, here's the killer. Here's the, I mean, here's the greatest part. Whatever becomes acceptable becomes, becomes inevitable both ways. Once I make it acceptable to be in a great relationship and receive nothing but love, it becomes inevitable. Once I make it acceptable to lose weight, there's a whole psychology behind that, and not for everybody. I'm just saying universally. Um, but there's a psychology behind it. Once I make that acceptable for someone to look at me in a certain way, for somebody to, uh, you know, uh, for me to lose weight, once I make that acceptable, that now becomes inevitable too. So it works both ways. Whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable. That that another golden nugget, and I will tell you every time I put on my sweatpants, I think of you. <laughs> what would this is not? Uh, this is not acceptable, you know. And I actually do do not have any sweatpants in my home any longer because of that. And <laughs> I, I'm serious. You know, that's that's <laughs> number one. Excuse me. That's the number one pillar. I get quoted back to me the most. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the one that I get complained about the most. People are like that that little Bob sitting on my shoulder going, Whatever becomes acceptable becomes acceptable. When did this become acceptable? I get that all the time. It's oh, hilarious. So so true. But I mean it also has helped me realize because one of my biggest challenges has been releasing weight and I'm on a, a different journey now and it's happening and it's because I have decided that, that what I was doing was no longer acceptable. So, you know, I thank you for that lesson because that was uh, one of the, the the greatest things I was, that I took away from us working together. So again, wow. I mean, (laughs) well, again, we are getting down to just a couple minutes of the show and I know you have uh, another jumping from here to another phone call here. So we want to make sure that everyone knows how they can connect with you. So if you want to repeat again, uh, your website, your email, how they can connect and your phone number, that'd be great. Awesome. Everythingnextlevel.com. Everythingnextlevel.com. Um, shoot an email to bob at everythingnextlevel.com. And a phone number if you need to call in and you have any questions about any of the courses that we offer online, 
We offer them live and online. You can call in to 949-542-6398, 949-542-6398. And you can actually connect with Bob on his Facebook business page, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Bob Danielle. And that's uh, Danielle is D-O-N-N-E. LL. And again, all this is up on our socialradioshow.com page and it will be on our Facebook page here this afternoon. And I know that so many of our listeners are going to want to go back (laughs) and listen to this again. I know myself, I will. And so our podcast will be up uh, later on this afternoon and we'll make just go to talknetworkradio.com and click on So Social Radio Show and the podcast will be available there on Spreaker for you to take a listen to. Um, I guess before you know, we're getting down that last minute. Is there any last tip that you want to share? Maybe about 30 seconds. Okay. Um, First, I want to offer anyone who's listening to this, I want to give them a a 20 to 30 minute strategy session. So go to everythingnextlevel.com forward slash appointments and you can schedule a free session right there. Just I'll give you that time. Um, Probably the biggest tip I have is that you have to um, really understand the principle of you must change. If you don't change, not much else will. And, and I know it's a very simple, I know it's a cliche, I know a lot of people say it, but unfortunately a lot of people are trying to get around that um, because they want to take another course on learning time management or how to use this or how to do that. And the bottom line is if they don't change, nothing else will. And so my focus is always on aligning your behavior with your desired result is the hands-down winner. And that's the big thing, change. Change is something that's inevitable. <laughs> we must accept it. Well, Bob, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely. We, we so much appreciate you sharing your insights, your wisdom, and your knowledge with the, the people on the So Social Radio Show. Uh, again, just we appreciate you so much. And uh, what can I say? Hopefully we'll get together again soon. Awesome. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all the good work that you do in, uh, in helping entrepreneurs and, and people achieve better lives. So thank you. Again, thank you. And thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning in today and meeting our special friend, Bob Danielle. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time here at talknetworkradio.com to the So Social Radio Show. Make it a great social week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.